The arm slides gently under the chin, and that has to be the moment you're thinking, ah, having Rafael Lovato Jr. on my back is a bad idea. I'm sure it occurs to you before that moment also. But for us, we're a little slower, and we prove fighting way easier outside of the cage, never more easier than when Rafael Lovato Jr. is inside of it. Which means that it's time for Verbal Tap. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, thank you for providing the footage. Uh, how You're are welcome. you doing this evening? Not bad. Um, okay. Let's explain to people. Rafael Lovato Jr., one of the very first people to come on our show as a guest. So we're endeared to him forever. Also, John Salter has been somebody who I've interviewed, we've interviewed Super a couple funny. times. His the videos are quite good, very good instructor, funny, cool guy. Yeah, because he's not supposed to be that funny, but his videos are amazingly hilarious. So Calm when down, we heard John. that they were first going to be going against each other, we said, "Uh oh, we really got to stay out of this one." When play Switzerland slash, and then can't, can't wait to see absolutely. those two get in a cage together. Yeah, very well matched because I think they have very similar traits that could be you know a hot fire match we had to wait and for an injury but then an injury it. happened and then yeah uh, you know on friday we saw the rest of the match and it was a good match i mean they, they were very even and it looks on some people's cards like uh salter might have been ahead i had it pretty even but i also remembered i'm switzerland so just enjoy it and just try to take in as much as possible but kev rafael lovato jr when you really put it to a grappling level and you think Salter is also his size and also is good at stuffing people. Yeah. It doesn't surprise you though. When you see Rafael Lovato jr. Able to go, Oh, I've been rolling with Shanji forever. Also, uh, one of my students, Jared Dopp is ginormous and tries to out beat the shit out of me all the time. And all the people in all of the Hibero association. So I good. Let alone, you know, Jubero's got kind of a Salter build. Yeah. If you're just throwing out names. There is a lot in terms of any time you're going to get into a grappling match with a man. And Salter talked about that. Salter was very frank on this podcast. You know, he's never faced a grappler quite like me. And you get what you want when these two go to the ground. And then it's just like, damn. So Salter, fantastic instructor, great gym owner, great fighter. We'll be back, I'm sure. But he ran into a buzzsaw who no one seems to be able to beat presently. Whatever your background. I mean, it sounds like Salter fared better than most, but what's better? Uh, third round. That's better. That's better. That's yeah, true. That's better. That counts. That's better. Um, he also, I mean, he got some good shots in on Lovato who had to respond and be a little bit under pressure. Um, you know, and there was a point where Rafael Lovato Jr. was trying to get this guillotine and he was having a really tough time because Salter didn't just press him up against the cage. He kind of pressed him up against the cage in a way that neutralized Lovato's ability to get any kind of sweep or really get a, a strong grip that would finish. So it became a nice technical battle, um, that I'm sure many of us would be happy to see in grappling again. But here's what I really appreciate. And this is twofold on Lovato. Number one, 
I want to say it was like Tuesday or Wednesday of the week. He put up on his Instagram stories a photo of food. And then this is where you know he and I actually, as two Raphaels, really relate to one another. Because the Venn diagram is, it's got a little margin where the two of us uh, overlap. But he just put in like a giant amount of food behind a glass case and then just said, I'll see you later to the food (laughs) on the post. And I thought that's pretty much a very me thing to do, except I'm never cutting weight. That's just my way of telling the food. I'm going to come back and I'm going to eat you. Okay. There's nothing you can do to it. So I thought that was very funny. And the second thing, Kev, is both him and Salter seem to be very respective of one another to the point where when Salter put up the, you know, hey, it wasn't what I went out there for, obviously a little disappointed. Lovato put a very nice message on his Instagram page and said what an honor it was to fight against another warrior and how happy he was that they got to put on a good scrap. So those things, they may not make a difference to everybody, but to people like us, it does make a difference. It is nice to see that when we're in an age of people manufacturing drama, AJ, but it's just – it sells. I understand that. But every once in a while, there's a nice thing to be said about somebody like Lovato, who at the end of his fight, Kev, when they asked him who he wanted to call out, he's kind of like, yo, I just try to let my work speak for itself. But can I get a title shot? What? So, hey, I thought he was like, I'll take on verbal tap in this cage, in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, title shot was probably a better idea, though, career-wise. I think I so. Think that was a better choice. Well, career-wise, and, you know, he would have to attack both of us at once. And I, I think like his given chances. our ability. He's an I early three-to-one favorite. It's, we're going to be a clear you know, but, plus 600. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the Avengers, Kevin, but there's a moment when they're all attacking Thanos that I go, I mean, they should really be overpowered, but they're doing a pretty good job, better than I thought they'd do. Whereas most people thought, oh, they sucked. But I was like, eh, you know, they're trying. It's almost there. That would be us versus Lovato, where we might be able to just like hold him down together. We couldn't actually submit him and be like, I've got his legs, you got his arms. He's laughing maniacally. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was funny, guys. Good job. All right. Anyway, so that was what you, happened. You attended Bellator. my last seminar. That means a lot. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No, he's so. But we put up a meme where I just put up all the food that I thought he would want, and he didn't laugh. He just said yes. <laughs> I, well, I think people was a don't more real rival reaction. He has a lot of self control, obviously uh, more so than most uh, anyone talking yeah. currently. His self control is the only thing that keeps him from being a computer programmer in Maryland. That guy seems to enjoy food. And anytime we're like, what's the most difficult part about fighting? It's never like, you know, the toughness of getting hit. It's never like the grind of the day-to-day training. He loves that shit. Seems to really enjoy it. He's like, I can't eat pizza for uh, the better part of a month. That's going to be tough. It's always like, pizza? Did you say pizza was the toughest? It's like, and nachos. I mean, if I'm just being honest and spitballing, that ice cream shop on 38th, he enjoys the food is our point. Yeah. And I'll say this. 
but self-control. There are many <laughs> there are many reasons why I'm not a fighter, and I think one of which is when people go, "Will you have this?" and I go, "Yeah." Yeah, I will. And then they ask like, "Oh, cool. I thought you said you were losing weight." I was. That time is over now. <laughs> I am I'm going no to longer. eat this. I am now gaining weight. If you <laughs> if you're curious, it's always like, "Do you want to hear the specials?" I do not. Just bring them. Just how many of them are there? There's two. Great. Sometimes the recommendation is just enough that I need. It's just the fact that they care enough to think. Like, I think you would like this. And I said, thank you. I think there was one time in an Italian restaurant, they just kind of made an add-on sale. Because they go, I really think you would like that salad. And I was like, you know, I didn't really want a salad. But the fact that you took the extra care and consideration to ask me. And for me. Add it on there, buddy. And you know what? Make it the Caesar. Make <laughs> it is better when you just upgrade to the Caesar. Why don't they? let's just make the Caesar the default? Let's take a vote in America this coming election season, which is a great reminder to get registered to vote if you're out there <laughs> and you're. Well, I do want to talk about our top five cities. So if you're in Houston, Texas, first of all, we love you. Thank you for loving us to the city of London. Is this about Josh Palmer? Is this that you love him or hate him? Let us know. Find us at Verbal Tap Cast. Tell us how you feel, London. You're our second second most popular city. We got to hear from you. Third, in times of distress even, Charlotte, North Carolina, who's just fresh off the flow zone of hurricane craziness. Love you, Charlotte. Keep us posted. I'm going to be coming to Charlotte in uh, the coming weeks. Three, actually. Las Vegas, Nevada, Raf. I guess this is everyone you train with. Is that who's? Probably. Henderson, Nevada, which is where our friends 10PL are. I know that because of some GPS from a few years ago when Raf and I ventured out into the desert. Some of us, after a night of binge drinking and poker playing, still made it. Just in time, shout out to the gummies that helped us get through. And those are our top five cities. Raf, at the end of the show, I'll do top five countries. Ooh. Yeah. Get to work, Sweden and Mexico. You got some work to do. You got some climbing to do. There. I really <laughs> wish you could say that in their, their native tongues because it, it is very surprising when we find that people like us, first of all. Second of all, when we find it's on an international level, it's always, what are they listening to? Are, like, if they don't understand English, do they just like our tone? Do they understand at some point, maybe every hundredth word and go, ha, good reference? Maybe they're know. the type of people that enjoy free shipping on orders over forty nine ninety nine, <laughs> which they can get at provennutrition.com. Where all of the products are created with 100% natural ingredients in their purest forms. Mm. All of their product backed by nutritional science. Raph science. We can bring it back in 2018 if we really try hard. Let's get ready and get a running start into 2019 by going over to ProvenNutrition.com. Get through your yoga routine. Get through your grappling routine. Get through your MMA routine with a little more clarity, a little more focus, a little more all-natural core fitness. ProvenNutrition.com. And, Raph, while you're doing it, do Ooh. it with the most security in the business. 
The most security in the business requires securing your business with NorthSouthJujitsu.com. Navy blue, white, black, a camo. So to stay hidden underneath your shorts, they've got it all. You can do any of it. NorthSouthJujitsu.com. You can ride around. You can jump in a lake. You can jump in an ocean. You can jump in whatever you want when you're wearing NorthSouthJujitsu.com. Uh, caveat, do not listen to that last part. But you should grapple and do exercises in them. NorthSouthJujitsu.com. No one protects you like they protect you. What's under your gi? NorthSouthJujitsu.com. Rap, there was a UFC and some Oliveras won. And shout out to our man. <laughs> shout out to our man, Christosiagos, the Spartan, who is one mean beast of a mammal. And we're looking forward to seeing him back in the cage. Did not prevail in this night. Did you watch this UFC? I caught some highlights, but I've already talked yes. about the ones I know about. So, okay, let me address the whole Christos thing. So Christos, yeah, I sent you one video. That's a different one. Oh, okay. Uh, but I'm sending you the Christos video now. Okay, so Christos took this fight, not like super last minute, but within the past week and a half, I believe, or two weeks or so. And uh, looked really good in shape, said it was no excuses, um, was obviously getting hazed by the local Brazilian people who realized, oh, is that an American? I don't give a fuck. Let's boo him. Or sing our song of, you know, we're going to create destruction to your face. So Charles Oliveira, they had a really good first round. And Christos was doing a good job of bringing the fight to him. The second round, Christos put in his own words. He said, hey, you know what? I just made one, one fraction of a mistake. And he capitalized on it. And I got to say, as much as I hate the result, there's something to be said about Charles Oliveira now having the most submission wins, uh, closing it out with a rear naked choke and setting it up beautifully. And as somebody who's rolled with Christos, um, dude's like a brick. So that's a hard thing to pull off. So major credit to him and major credit to our friend Christos. Uh, over the weekend, we also had our good friend Dima who was fighting. I uh, had a really good fight over for LFA. Came up, again, not quite in the winner's circle, but put on a very, very good show. So uh, big kudos to our friends over at Systems Training Center and Fight Science here in Los Angeles. But Kev, what was the other video I sent you? Because I sent you the highlight of the rear naked joke, but I sent you the other one as well. You sent me Sam Alvey. Smile on Sam Alvey doing what he does best, getting punched into the cage, which I say that affectionately because normally that's where he does some amazing knockout work. And this time, I guess no different, technically. He did some knockout work. But can I just say, did he get knocked out or did he land a single leg? Because how do you do both at the same time? And he did. Don't. You know, you're only going to put more fuel to fire to some fans who were saying that fight was stopped too early. Well, I don't think it was stopped too early. I okay. <laughs> I want to be. I just want to make sure. I, I want to un. Uh, I want to subtract my fuel from that fire because I can see his left leg not working. Oh no, that's his right leg. Excuse me. Uh, that's not a default position. That's a I'm been unconscious decision. And you can see the bit, the little nog, little nog, my ass, by the way. Let's go over the different nickname. Yeah. Um, slightly less XL nog. I agree. It would need some work. 
Same hairline, same body structure. That guy's a beast. This was ended appropriately. Yes. And uh, I also want to say that one of the funniest parts about the Charles Oliveira clip that's still playing in my messenger is the fact that he got up on the cage and then flew to the other side in a way that you would normally deem for Spider-Man. So that's a little, little concerning. To go back to the Sam Alvey case, though, Listen, guys, love Sam. He is a friend of the show. Watching me get knocked out isn't fun. But there is a moment when we say to ourselves, eh, I think this fight's done. This fight yeah, has been ended. Like he was, he was uh, defending himself too well there. You could argue and I know it's disappointing. It could have been ended probably before those last two fists were hit in the face. <laughs> sure. So if and anything, I'd go the other to... way. It's not good. Yeah, somebody was trying to make the argument there was an illegal hit there. Um, to which I'll say this. If you're 42, there are very few illegal hits. There we go. I want to make that very clear. I am I am rounding third uh, on making my way to 40. And I'll tell you this much, kids. Every time I'm grappling, I'm thinking to myself, well, it's amazing I'm here. And I'll take a look around the room and I'll be like, oh, my God, how do these kids keep this up? And they'll go, Raph, you know, you don't look too bad. I go, oh, it's all internal. It's all dying on the inside. <laughs> external looks like the car is running OK. Internal, it's got that battery light. It's got that hazard light. It's got basically <laughs> all the lights in the car that you normally ignore. And you just kind of keep pressing on until you get to your destination. Hopefully that's where we're at with me. <laughs> Well, look forward to that in the coming years. There, what else? Yeah, that's probably the notes. Those are the big ones. UFC-wise, uh, they have an event Eric every six days. Anders, though, did have a very funny response. Um, the, that fight was rough to watch. Um, but I think Eric Anders went on his Twitter, Kev, and he had to say it in a way, because when you lose – you want to be a little self-effacing, you know, that, that's when we know you're okay. Your heart might be broken, but let's not weigh down too much in that world, right? Sure. Especially okay. post-loss. His tweet that he put out was, not going to lie, I haven't been that tired since my wedding night. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, I have an appreciation for that tweet, so good for him. Uh, the reason why they put that as a referee stoppage, there's definitely a moment where I think it was one of those things where in between rounds he couldn't answer the bell and get back up. And credit to his corner who was trying to do that good cornerman thing where even though the corner can't pick you up, they picked him up like, hey, dude, can you like wake up right now? Because like, we're going to call this fight unless check. you do it. Check. And Kevin, I want you to know very clearly, I would 100% cheat in that way for you. I would cheat in the way Yoel Romero's team cheats for him in the cage. Now, granted, I'd hear a lot about it from Vicky in terms of you endangered Kevin's life. And I'd be like, pish posh, please. <laughs> That's uh, semi-comforting. And semi yeah. obviously, in the same relationship that I would feel if you cheated, I would go into directly thank you for smoking mode. It was like, did he cheat or did he protect us from ourselves? 
was the truth <laughs> anything but an illusion that makes us feel bad? Who wants to feel bad? I don't want to feel bad. I want you to feel good. I want you to feel good. Raph wanted you to feel good. And that's where I'd go. I'd straight up Jerry yeah. Maguire it. Oh, fuck. All right. I'm looking at these results. The other ones that we got to talk about very quickly. Um, Sergio Moraes versus Ben Saunders. Ben Saunders is a friend. You know, it looked tough. Sergio was pressing the action. Ben was pulling kind of that rubber guard. And Sergio was able to get past that very quickly. Uh, went to mount, was starting to exhaust him. Ended up getting a arm triangle choke. Choke of the podcast. And here's the nice part, Kev. Afterwards, I saw this post from Ben Saunders who said the two and it showed him showing uh, the omoplata finish that Ben Saunders has in the UFC, which is very difficult to pull off. And they were just kind of showing each other how they jiu-jit. And I thought to myself, that's a pretty cool thing to see martial artists do. Again, in the same vein of our good friend Lovato, you don't always have to see these guys be best friends, but it is kind of a nice thing. So there was that. Also, uh, Thalys Leitches is done, ends his career with a win. Ooh. So I think they do that weird thing, too, where they say, uh, well, we can't say if you're done. And it's like, I would make sure I telegraph every element of me being done. <laughs> I would send out memos and emails and text messages to people to the point where I'd say, please let these people know this is the last time they will see me in this cage. This year, Bellator, look at you, buddy. I'm going to be fighting Rampage next, bitches. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need John Jones. So there's that. Um, but that was the UFC fight night, Kev. That whole night, though, there was something else going on, and that was, I believe, the subversive tournament, which was put on by the Fight to Win people, and again, it was for charity, so that's pretty cool, and we got to see a whole bunch of uh, team grappling, Kevin, so ask me what you would like to know about the subversive tournament. Well, you already kind of, so is it team-based, and now... (laughs) There's a standard, and that's what Quintet mm-hmm. has done to me. I demand yeah. a certain amount of production and amazingness, and it sounds like that's not what I'm about to get. That's my worry. Because I'm in. This sounds fun, right? This sounds normally great. P- team-based, it's for charity, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. Give me your stuff. But what was it? Was it the whole thing or was it just like, okay. So remember how we love the element of Quintet that has the survivor series element where yeah, you stay where in you keep going. Eliminated? It matters yeah. who your team is. Yeah. Yeah. This was this more pride. Like have that one. This was best out of five on a super fight series. And it had team Carlson Gracie team Lloyd Irvin team 10th planet. And, um, Hold on. There's another one. No. Nah, forget it. Anyway, the other. Um, I'm apologizing. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But the people who advanced, it was uh, Team 10th Planet who advanced, and it was Team Lloyd Irvin. And there seemed to be some buzz on the internet that the two were going to go against each other. So you kind of felt like that was where the momentum was lying. What made it weird was Team Lloyd Irvin had somebody – who just didn't make it because of an injury, 
one day before. So they had to work with four people. Now, again, because Subversive is very uh, trying to follow in the steps of a quintet, much like how we found out from, uh, I believe it was Geo, when they said, well, if we couldn't get a mirror to compete, we were just going to have to operate one down. And it looked like that's how subversive was going to go as well, because they just said, okay, cool. Well, if team Lloyd Irvin doesn't have somebody, then it's just best out of four. So you just, whoever gets three wins wins. So whatever team gets three wins wins. Yeah. So that means that 10th planet for the final, since there was no smaller guy for geo, that meant that they went to the next four and that there was a forfeit that went to the favor of one team 10th planet. And it came all the way down to the end. And I got to tell you, one of the highlights of the tournament, aside from geo hitting a go-go plata, which amazing, uh, was the fact that it came down to Liz Carmouche who came away with two really big wins yesterday. So props to her because, I, sp- I think especially in that first match, it was looking like, you know, you wonder her opponent seemed to be really in on some good leg attacks or at least putting some pressure on her where it looked like Liz was a little bit more concerned with those things. But when Liz was able to just take a commanding way and fight back into it, I was I was so happy. I thought she made it very exciting. So big props to her. PJ, of course, looked very athletic and great and, you know whatever barge <laughs> i just no. i didn't hear you can i can i say this though the I old peach this. barge yes you can say this. <laughs> i realized over the weekend pj barge 100 percent shares a likeness no. with the main character of the cobra kai series which was the original bad guy or was he a bad guy yes way. from the Karate Kid. You consider him to be a bad guy? You consider the Cobra Kai's to be the bad guys in the Karate Kid? Uh, for sure. Certainly the first one. I can't attest to the YouTube series, but damn, that makes also PJ Barge does kind of look like that's what he belongs to. It's not it how he when acts, he I just want to be clear. The, not at all. He's a very nice human being. He actually put it up to a vote, Kevin, because he felt a little bit... I think he liked it. He laughed, but then he also didn't know how to feel... When on the description, I said, listen, because it's so weird that we were told as kids Cobra Kai was the bad people. However, was Danny LaRusso the bad guy the whole time? I ask you those questions. And then Cobra Kai tells it from that perspective. When I'm making fun of PJ, I go, am I making fun of a good guy or a bad guy? I'm honestly very too confused at this point. (laughs) And he put up a, a, a poll that said, hey, guys, am I a good guy or a bad guy? I don't know. And then one guy said, you're a good guy who's not afraid to do bad guy things and sweep a leg every once in a while. And I think that was his answer. So that's a good answer. That's a very good answer. Let's see if I can tell you guys some results from Subversive. Off the top of my head, uh, Cole Frampson. happened? I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) It's fine, Kevin. Everyone's – there's just too many damn events for us to always be on top of it, which is also a good time to remind people, people on October 6th, when Khabib takes on Connor, send me all of the results Raph, because I will be the wedding. Why are you doing this? You're just trying to be inflammatory. Listen, you're, you're I, projecting. I'm not projecting. I'm just angry 
that my friends were inconsiderate to get married on a day that they just happened to put a fight that I'm sorry, Kevin, what is this fight supposed to be? Your friends couldn't be more considerate. Your friends knew long ago what we have known for years. This fight is not happening. Someone is getting injured or someone's getting fat. I don't know what it is yet, but you can ask Khabib or Connor. Your friends are doing you a favor, Raph. They are saving you from a moment of history duped by the UFC, probably with FBI involvement. I don't have any proof of that last part, but I presume there's people in power that are a part of this. It just has no bearing in reality. They're not fighting. So don't worry. You Have fun. Dance your dance. I will dance my dance. I just I want people to make sure that you understand my favorite part of this show for the next two to three weeks is Kevin's insistence that this is how you get ants. I'm already busy, Rap. I scheduled a long night of cleaning my house. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's my Colin Coward moment. That was what I was going for. Yeah. I've already booked in my calendar. I'm going to be doing nothing at all. (laughs) So I want to kind of bring this up to you guys. Um, We can touch briefly upon this. Kevin, how much of the press conference did you watch? None. A press conference about nothing has no interest to me. (laughs) Because uh, if you guys want to see a breakdown of the press conference, you can go and check that out at Grappling Hour. That's on YouTube. You can also check out Grappling Hour on Facebook and on Instagram. On Instagram, I've already got 100 people following me. So whoever the fuck you guys are, that's very sweet. And if you like us, we're going to have more. You're going to like the Grappling Hour. Yeah, I, I think. But I did a detailed breakdown of what I thought the press conference looked like. So, Kev, you didn't watch it, but I'm just going to give you a brief synopsis of Fine. what I thought. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Does Connor happen, still have that okay? stupid tattoo on his chest? Fine. He does. He does. He does. And here's the thing, Kev. This press conference felt like Conor McGregor was playing multiple roles because Khabib can't sell shit. Whenever they get Khabib on a mic, he basically just goes, I will smish him. Smish. You want me to smish him now or smish smish him later? It's super not funny or interesting. And the fact that some people were even trying to defend him to me and go, I actually kind of like the boring. No, you don't. Listen to what you just said. I like the boring. No, you don't. Khabib was trying his best to hold status quo of I'm a good fighter. Conor McGregor was basically, like I said, Eddie Murphying his way and playing multiple roles and trying to sell the fight. It looked like he was a cocained up Tinkerbell, which was that if the crowd wasn't there, he would start to die a little. And guess what, Kev? It was closed to the public. Why was it closed to the public? Because Dana White said, we got enough fucking problems here in fucking New York. So we decided to close it down to the audience, which begs the question, why do it in New York then? (laughs) do it anywhere else but instead you fly these two internationals 
over here to New York to sell a fight and decide to take away the one thing that powers Conor McGregor, which is crazy fans cheering his every move. So when I say it felt like QVC, Kev, it's because he came out and basically was perspiring and selling his proper 12 whiskey, which, by the way, is actually outselling Jameson as we speak, which is a very odd thing. But that was pointed out during the whole presser. I don't want to know. So let's get in. I don't want to know. I mean, well, well, it's because he said it as he went out there. He's like, by the way, we're out selling it right now. And it's like, oh, is that part of this? I don't know what this is about. Maybe Jameson needed some competition to up its game. That's fair. Capitalism, baby. Because guess what? It actually plays into the UFC now. The UFC signed Conor McGregor to a new six-deal fight contract. And part of that. that contract is the fact that they will be promoting their proper 12 whiskey on the mats. Okay. I was wondering why he signed that new deal. I was trying to figure out. I was like, why six fights? Is he bored? Is Mayweather dying? I don't know. (laughs) What was he doing? But again, Ah, why is that interesting to us? We're like, this is the following. Oh, I don't, I don't really. I mean, I drink everything. You just put it in front of me. It's like food. I just go, oh, sure, I'll drink Okay, why? Hold on. I got to find out why it's interesting to us. So here's why it's interesting to us. Oh. Is because I think Connor figured out a way on the outside track when the UFC didn't really want to partner with him as being a promoter. He found a way to get extra money from the UFC if they said, well, we don't want you to co-promote with us. And he's like, fine then. How about you have to take my shitty whiskey and you have to make me a partner in on that? And they said, eh, fair enough, because it's reported he will now be the highest paid fighter in UFC history with whatever he's making, which if you're really paying attention, I believe in the past it's been $3 million that they've reported to the Athletic Commission. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's like Dana going, now he's going to make $300 million and $1. A, a long, and it's like, did you want to comment, Dana, on the exclusive liquor contract that the UFC is taking with 12 Bourbon? Uh, no, fuck you guys. Dana, listen, he when people said, what is he supposed to do? He just seemed like he was there enjoying Connor. Of course he is. He sees his cash cow return back to him. And now he's excited about the fact that he's actually going to sell any kind of pay-per-views off this one. They say that they're trending at 2.5, which might be hard to believe. But very quickly, though, Kevin, this post-press conference or this pre-press conference, the last I checked, it was at 2.5 million people viewing just that. I think it's gone up. And that was right immediately after. So while you may not like it or you have issues with what was going on, it was certainly something that people watched. So as I look up that number, Kevin, do you have any further questions on that? What's wrong with America, Raf? <laughs> no, I don't. Wish I could I'm, tell you. I don't have any questions. I kind of get uh, it. This is this yeah. is for us the most exciting thing we've had in a few. And Connor remains extremely exciting despite not being able to beat Nick Diaz. Excuse me, Nate Diaz. Nate. Same thing. Or Nick Diaz. Frankly, I'm sure he couldn't beat either. But beat he AD. got his ass yeah. beat by Nate Diaz. Then he barely won a scarce decision out of bullshit fear. Not exactly a manifest destiny, but that doesn't change how 
badass it is to watch Connor fight, and he's very good at the pressers. He does need to restrain from maybe throwing shit at a bus and maybe apologize or do like a 60 for 60 or something where Karen Bryant can ask him about his behavior because I'm still a little curious where that craziness comes from in terms of things that don't matter. It's like you weren't fighting on the fight. He gives a shit. So there's some answers. Otherwise, write it. This sounds great. Well, Six fights? This sounds me, like the UFC doing something that they had already thrown at ESPN to get the deal done. Very potential. And I want to make sure that you guys know this. Because we had some people trying to confuse the element of winning a press conference to winning a fight. I think Khabib is going to show up and be a very solid opponent for Conor McGregor uh, if he shows up, according to Kevin. However, I want to make it very clear that they are different things. Because... Even though you can make the argument that Connor was starting to get into Khabib's head by saying, hey, Khabib, what's with all those shady motherfuckers you align yourself with, including your manager? It got real and it was very awkward. And I will say Connor at least does his homework to make it entertaining for those who are in the know. And we're happy to pass on those information articles that tell you about, I mean, who is Khabib hanging out with? But there was one moment in particular where Khabib kind of loses me. And that's this whole thing with one person who basically interrupted, I guess it was a reporter, with a question. How dare he? And he raised the question. He just says, um, Khabib, awesome alaikum. And Khabib was like, thank you. And then he looks over at Connor and goes, and Connor, congratulations on your whiskey, which very nice. It's a nice way of paying tribute to both of these individuals and saying, hey, you know what? I very much appreciate your guys' time. And then Khabib comes back on his microphone when he's not even being addressed anymore and goes, you can't say those things back to back. You cannot say greeting like that and then talk about whiskey. And it's like, oh, Jesus, dude. Okay, here's the thing. Have your religion, dude. Don't tell me how to do a question. Well, you remember when he was making fun of homeless people. That was because he has that higher, (sighs) he has that higher calling that we don't know about. And this is that moment when it's like a journalist has somewhat spoken nicely. I must admonish them. It's the same (laughs) thing, Raph. God said to him, hey, buddy, you need to be (laughs) super about it and get up in that business before someone mistakes you for someone who's soft and he said i got you and he did it with the homeless people and he'll do it with the journalists and he'll do it with the quirs next could be baby i thought it was super odd and again i just love the fact and you bring up the homeless thing like we talked about that a few weeks ago where we just said it just didn't look great. And there was some wiggle room for people to say, well, can we really assume that he's a bad guy from doing this? <laughs> well, we can say he's one of those guys who thinks he's fucking holier than now. Let's and you know about what? that Every wiggle room now where he admonishes a journalism for being polite. Like if you're the journalist who asked that and I don't know exactly who asked that. But if you're the journalist who asked that and goes, why did I even fucking try? I'm just trying to be polite and say nice things. So you know what? Go fuck yourself, Khabib. This question's for Connor. So when people talk about Khabib being very calm and very, you know, he won that press conference. No, he didn't. He didn't do dick. And you know why? Because unfortunately, Khabib is not a very exciting individual. He is best when he is prompted by somebody, a.k.a. his interviews with Joe Rogan, to answer a question 
and can be a little bit more loose once he's won. But he clearly, when somebody said it, and I think they responded to us, and they go, you know, that's not what Khabib is there for. And I'm like, what do you mean? They put a microphone right next to him and said, sell the fight. That's part of being a fighter. And if you like hot takes like that, go ahead and visit the Grappling Hour. You can also check it out at grapplinghour.com, which, by the way, Kevin, I guess is a good time to tell people, hey, I'm doing a spinoff show. If you guys like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> things where people just bitch about things in a smart way and do it in a comedic and entertaining light and bring on some of the best in the grappling community and MMA, but mostly grappling. Uh, check us out. It is grapplinghour.com. You can go there right now. Uh, our premiere show, I think we're looking to happen in about a week and a half, early October. So get excited. We're going to bring on some very good guests. I've been talking with some folks. And uh, I believe right now it's going to be on Facebook Live. But you find out all those details and add me on the whole at Grappling Hour on Twitter, on Instagram, because I've clearly got things to say. And scene. (laughs) That was lovely. You should tune into the Grappling Hour. Raph has been online and crushing some of the most important jujitsu interviews we have in the sport you hear from people that you don't get to hear from otherwise and that's platform and it's called intrigue and there ain't a lot of it outside of the big events in jujitsu and frankly when you are there you don't get the chance to hear about an athlete and it's frustrating you want to hear about her or his journey you want to hear about what they're doing and why they're getting there raf has taken the platform in which he has created which you have enjoyed he is expanding it expand with us tell a friend say hey at verbal typecast is great you know what else is great the grappling hour hosted by raf esparza all your internet favorites tune in tune out and tell someone those are the rules these are are the rules that we agreed upon when we entered into this free podcast bullshit. So help us out. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> I did oh, I take a second. I was like, I was like, what would Tyson do? And it's like, why did I think that? Why was I like, what would Tyson do before I took a last right on that? That's part. Look, I made the choices I made. You make the choices you make and head on over to the grappling hour. Help us out. Keep the pirate ship afloat. Rafa Sparza, any better feeling than that, knowing that Tom Brady is getting MMA'd the shit out of by the Detroit Lions? Very fun on that one. But I want to make sure it's very clear before we press on, because a lot of times when they see you do spinoff shows, they think like, uh-oh, is there trouble in paradise? Uh, no, you Michael Scott hear- left. Is is Jim Krasinski, <laughs> is he out? Is Are Pam and Jim getting divorced? Yes, is the answer. <laughs> so I want to make it very clear. Kevin and I have a long-term contract to this show. So like neither of us are going anywhere. It's just a matter of, I love when people like, I got a couple notes. It goes, did you, did you put down Kevin? Is, Kevin is that okay? what happened? <laughs> did you take him like, back? No, Kevin is not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Kevin knows I'm a fucking workaholic. The worst thing that he could ever do to me is be like, I will take away the show from you. I'd be like, oh, no, you wouldn't. Oh, fuck. That'd be less things to do. We have so many Shit. barriers to hit before that conversation exists. People didn't. <laughs> <laughs> people. You know, I'm not even going to do it. No, this isn't anyone's. Nick Rafiliak, the movie, will tell you all you need to tell about how, <laughs> how, how we feel. Yeah. 
Hey, you know what? We were in the middle of a subversive rant. Some people won. Uh, congratulations to Cole Franson at a decent fight with uh, our good friend uh, Chad Savage George. Edmund Kim had a great match. Kev, I wanted to bring this up to your attention because there was also an LA Grand Slam that was over here. And our good friend Steven Martinez went from competing and taking second at the LA Grand Slam and then competing at the subversive event in a super fight. Jesus. And this motherfucker is going to be at EBI competing next week. Steven, calm down. We've said it before yeah. and we'll say it again. Calm down. Exactly. I have nothing else um, for him. Our good friend Drew Maria won a match in uh, his super fight. And um, I'm trying to think of the other people. Uh, Ruben Rivera Laguna, whatever. He was in charge of being the referee. And all he did was just smile the whole night because he's the most handsome guy in jiu-jitsu, whatever. Um, and then I'm trying to think. There was like some you know, good fights. I mean, uh, Thomas Cronin won. There were some good results. As a whole, I would say this for the fight to win. The commentary was rough. Uh, it was provided by one uh, Jason Bermuda. Yusuf, who gave us a very nice shout out. Um, the levels were a little off just in terms of the commentary. I don't know how they fix that, Kevin, but it always seems like there's one person who's immensely shouting and another person who's just mumbling. And mm -hmm. the mumbling is usually from them not knowing on the playback who is sounding loud or not. They don't have like anybody else who's chiming in and sending in feedback. So I just happened to tell Jason, I was like, yo, dog, you're a little loud and he's not. And he's just like, oh, dude, thanks. I didn't know. And I was like, how do you not know? Isn't anybody watching this and telling you and being a friend? So anyway, uh, the Tate and Scott seemed like they were elsewhere for part of the night, uh, just in terms of what they were commentating. I'll say this, guys. As a whole, adding EBI overtime to a fight to win, it's a little jarring. Just in terms of, like, we get used to the fight to win. Eh, this guy wins. Eh, this guy loses. So, I'm glad it was for charity. It was so-so. But we did have some bright spots. So, shout-out to Liz Carmouche. Shout-out to one Gio Martinez. Shout-out to PJ. And I, I thought they made some great moments there. And um, I think that'll do it for that. So... That'll keep you up to date. I'm trying to see if there's any other small little headlines we can see because it was a week dominated, Kev, by both Conor McGregor and the meme of Dana White looking like he was jizzing in the scrum. And that creates a lot of photo opportunities. So everybody's excited. It really did. We definitely, I mean, it definitely had that look of him being <laughs> told that he was going to sell $2.5 million pay-per-views and that look on his face where he's just looking up at the sky and going, oh, and everybody laughing. By the way, I guess this is a good place to maybe transition next as we start to circle on down, Kev. Remember that time that you had the opportunity to be an informant and then you saw to cut down your serving on the sideline? Yes, I do. Mm. they said hey you got to stop with all those steroids and i was like you know what i do but before all that can i tell you about some other people that have some steroids mm. <laughs> and they said hey yes you can but you should know no one's ever done that before and i'm like snitches be snitches here you go man that's a that's a rough thing so i guess the question everybody wants to know is who did he snitch out and when do we find out? When do we find out? And 
you and I have been joking for a mm. while that this was like the boom, boom, boom. I had the chance to hang out with John Jones just a little bit outside the courtroom before his last hearing. We asked him some questions. He gave us some answers. He seems sad, but confused. <laughs> We've been joking that this has been a serial podcast for a while. It's getting legit to the point where serial itself would be like, should we cover this John Jones shit? The guy mm-hmm. apparently turned someone in. And in a rare twist of bullshit, they executed Dan Henderson and John Jones is free. You figure it out. <laughs> you figure it out. What the I fuck just want to say this. It's a beautiful comparison, Kev. When you get to go ahead and look down and say, well, John Jones is almost back. Conor McGregor's back. I think Dana's going to make it through 2018. Till yeah, he is. He's going to be Dana's going to be laughing at the UFC's funeral cuz he bought stock in the EFC, the entertainment fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different cage and everyone's looking forward just, to it. <laughs> I think that's that's the perfect way to go. And you know, I mean, Kev, it's one of those things that you hope you hope everybody turns out okay because if they don't turn out okay, and I want to bookmark this as our last topic, but bookmark this quote for the future, Kevin. When referring to the possibility of Logan Paul fighting in the UFC, Dana White said, I would get murdered if I let him fight in the UFC. <laughs> Crystallize that. Let's never forget that quotation. Won't. I'll try my best. You know what? Already forgotten. Logan who? <laughs> Logan William? Yeah, I've heard of him. She's great. I love the middle. Raph, that's going to do it for us for Hot Topics here this evening. You ready to do some shout-outs? Yeah, let's do that. I have a massive shout-out. I shared with you a photo because of my joy and um, just general confusion that, oh, my God. The Jubera canceled class for one minute because there was a tree that fell on the gym and it turned quickly. The whole crew was like, this is it's this or crystal meth. You need to make a choice, Jubera. You know, and he was like, well, I'm definitely going to close the gym tonight, but tomorrow will be back open. It was like, thank God. Thank God it will be. And he's like. Yeah, <laughs> he's super cool about it. But I enjoyed the Jubera crew immediately kicking in with a, it's this or Coke. You make the choice. It's like, well, I'm just closing it for tonight. Like, we'll be back open tomorrow. All right, choice made. Coke it is. Like, no, no one said that. No, no one gave anyone permission. Jubera fiends. This is what I'm walking into, ref. This is why I have to ride my bike and uh, stay limber. Which who knows? We'll we'll chat with my yoga guru. Big shouts out! Papa Phillips was in town. The parents were in town. It was my father's birthday. They made a surprise trip. They have landed back in Kansas as of today. But it was an amazing time. We hit the zoo. We hit Oktoberfest and Denver. You do not disappoint, Raph. That's going to do it for me. What is the best animal you saw at the zoo today? Sir, this is easy. It was a giant gorilla, and he was eating a stalk of celery, like a whole thing you would get in the grocery bag. Like It was popcorn. And just looking at us, and it was exquisite. 
just popping, ha- taking the leaves off because those suck. And then no peanut butter or anything, <laughs> crushing it. <laughs> Looks at all of us like, what the fuck are you staring at me for? And just crush that celery. It was amazing. It seems like that gorilla truly understands comedic timing and his ability to just kind of like sift through the bag and go. Mm. It did. It felt like one of those ASMR videos, just eating the fucking thing slowly. <laughs> and I've never seen anyone enjoy celery like that. It was impressive. That's pretty funny. Um, well, good for you, Kev. I want to say this. The way that you described the team kind of having a crack habit after not having jujitsu really does inform an important opinion on how the just say no program really came to be in existence. I think through sheer misinformation. No, go I think what happened was, is like, it just really shows you the mentality that people had when they go, you know, guys, or we could just say no. People were like, what the fuck is that shit? How would we do that? Like, I don't know. Just tell it to the kids. They're going to be fine. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. Let's do the shout outs. First and foremost, Valley Martial Arts Center. Okay. If you guys have been listening, you've heard me drop the date. You've heard me drop the time. I'm telling you this right here, right now. Hear me now. Think about it later. It's going to be on September 29th from 12 to 3 p.m. over at Valley Martial Arts Center. We are going to have an open mat preceding the EBI that is taking place over in Burbank. I implore you guys to come get some rolls in. Say hello to your friend, Raf. Try to roll with me because I'm going to avoid rolling with everybody. I'm just kidding. I'm going to roll with everybody. However, I'm very excited that we are getting the opportunity to let you guys come see the magic that is my gym. And if you guys have some white belts who are looking for a great competition, wouldn't you know, the very next day on September 30th, there is going to be a white belch tournament, a.k.a. the whiteout tournament. So if you guys are very interested in doing it, go to valleymac.com, find out more information, low cost, great competition, and lots of fun for everybody involved. So that's what's happening over on the Valley Martial Arts side. Tomorrow, Kev, I'm very excited. You know who I see tomorrow? Who? <laughs> you said that so angry. Can you can you try saying that again with like some enthusiasm to it? Who, Raph? Thank you. It's going to be John Combs. Boo. <laughs> wow. My John Combs. They were correct. I don't feel they were. John Combs is a friend of this show, sir. And he will be appearing over at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club, get the opportunity to go in and get some training in with him in a little closed-off seminar sesh. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, this week, they are having training at 8 a.m. and Tuesday and Thursday at 11.30. So def go get in some trains with the guys over there. And a big shout-out to our good friends at... 10th Planet Van Eyes. My good friend Elliot is fighting, I believe, this Saturday as well. He's got a kickboxing match. So if you guys are so interested, go look up the 10th Planet Van Eyes on the Instagram to go ahead and find out how you can get some tickets and support our friend over there. And uh, there's a really funny thing, Kev. You know that Milton is fighting on uh, the next King of the Cage card. It's the like anniversary show. I want to say like something blah, 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 10th, 20th, whatever anniversary of King of the Cage. Okay. On the flyer, they put Elliot's name twice. 
And then when I went to 10th Planet Van Nuys, they crossed out the part that said Elliot's name the second time and just wrote in in black marker Milton. Hey, that counts. <laughs> I, I just said that's the saddest thing I've seen in a promotion for a while for a human being who's fighting on that card. So sorry, Milt. Sorry you didn't make the cut. But he will be on that card. So look into that. That's October 20th. And then CXF comes up on, I believe, October 27th. So it's going to be a very busy month, you guys. But I want you guys to know, get in the good training. I had a great wrestling session over at 10th Planet Van Nuys. And uh, I look forward to a week of training this week. It's going to be a lot of stuff of getting ready to make some fun and entertaining shows. And like I said, keep up with Grappling Hour. I think you guys are going to enjoy what we've got coming up. Hey, that'll do it for us this evening. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. Down, bomb. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is. Please note, the new number is...